We continue our focus on organizations that are really making wonderful impact in communities, particularly now. We know that we've really gone through a difficult period with COVID-19. So we move now to the Cape and um, we have an organization called Cos, um, Cos Gangsters. I absolutely love the name. I had to do a, a second tape when I saw that name, but I absolutely loved it. And so let me talk to the founder now. And they are based at Ocean View and uh, they started as an organic farm and so on. So Sophia Chrodis is uh, our guest this afternoon. Sophia, thank you so much um, for making the time to talk to us. Hello, Sophia. Sophia, are you there? I think the line is actually not great at the moment. And we'll try and sort that out and then we'll come back to it. So what they did during uh, those really, really difficult lockdown um, months um, in South Africa, they started a, um, a food garden. And they, as a community, decided a food to start up this food garden. And before you knew it, they were asking themselves, OK, so what are we going to do with this produce, right? And just, just very, very quickly set up what started as a very small coffee shop around and then before you knew it there was a thriving business so they're not only offering coffee but pizza that goes along with this coffee from the produce from their garden i just think it is absolutely wonderful so sofia Chrodis is going to be talking to me about her journey in this what was a very uncertain time in her community to what it is right now so we'll be joining uh, her in a short while as soon as we get her line sorted out all right we seem to be fine with that sofia thank you so much for talking to us good afternoon Good afternoon, Pamela. So I was just talking about how you started. Maybe you'll, uh, you know, give us the story in a, in a much more dignified way. How did it start? How did your, your organic farm begin? Um, we started on March 2019. Mm. We were 21 interns. And then we went through the initiation period and we were 10 interns after that. In February 2020, Justin and Justin Manello, the ultimate prime master, yes. founder of the neighborhood yes. farm. Yes. He handed over to us and we were five females and one male. And as I said the other day, I said, if you give a woman a spade, she feeds the nation. Yes. Give a man a rake, he leans on it. So <laughs> the one male decided to leave. <laughs> Don't get me into trouble now. <laughs> because I'm going to say I agree and then I'm going to get into trouble. Please don't get me into trouble. So, no, you won't get into what trouble. was the plan? What was the plan initially? What was the plan with this uh, garden? It, it was a community garden and a uh, training hub mm-hmm. for the community. Mm-hmm. So and, then and, we. And what were you planting in that in the in that garden? We we are planting seasonal crops. Mm-hmm. We've learned how to make beds, how to dig, how to rake. Mm-hmm. That's why we are called the coarse gangsters. Mm-hmm. We are so greedy to grow food and yeah. to feed the community yeah. because the bowl of rice, it should go, go into the bowl of rice where it says every human has the right to nutritious food. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you speak of, of the one gentleman who left, but I, but I assume that it was also um, your you know, your your prerogative to make sure that the entire community is part of the project. Yeah, he left because um, there was no stipend and we were no longer supported by agriculture. Mm-hmm. And he had to go for greener pastures. Mm-hmm. That's why he left because mm-hmm. he had a family to feed. Mm-hmm. 
And and we at the moment, the kind of support you're getting then from, from the community, what does that look like? We do have occasional um, volunteers and we do get support from agriculture. Mm-hmm. We are registered as a cooperative. Mm-hmm. We are registered with SAI as well mm-hmm. and connected to the CCT growers groups. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to talk to me about that journey from the garden to deciding, you know, you want to also diversify, you want to open a coffee shop in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, like two days before um, lockdown, Justin handed over to us. We were like dogs without tails. We had no business experience, mm. no management experience. But within nine months, we started a bakery a coffee shop mm-hmm. called the Hunderhoek. Mm-hmm. It was meant for chickens, but we couldn't bring the chickens here because of theft and we weren't going to provoke crime. Mm-hmm. So we, that was another stream of income. We had to think out of the box into the hawk mm-hmm. and we called it the chicken hawk. <laughs> and, and how has that been going? How much did COVID-19 lockdown impact the business? Uh, yeah, people with COVID, people decided that they were hungry mm. and they actually came to us for knowledge to how to plant mm-hmm. and how to grow their own garden. So initially there's like a garden at the mosque, a garden at the police station, mm-hmm. a school garden, that's for the feeding schemes, a garden at the, el- the home for elderly and four boxes at the safe house. Mm. And, and, and this model... Um, that you have come up with now where you, you've diversified into also the coffee shop. Are you, are you employing people? How is it working? We, what we have in the coffee shop is three waitresses. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them are doing the job shadowing with us. Mm-hmm. So that's also a business opportunity, a food, uh, working opportunity for them. Not that they're going to be waitresses, but they yes. do learn how to earn their own money and to earn it the hard way mm-hmm. and how to pick up people's um, skills and how to deal with community. Tavaya, tell me from your own personal experience how this has changed your life. <laughs> oh, wow. It's if I talk about this, I'm going to get goosebumps. Mm. My mom passed on in 2014. Um, I'm a Montessori teacher of nature. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't deal with myself. I was very depressed for three years. Until I um, got this um, voice note on my phone from the old counselor, Auntie Pat Franke. And she said, Justin Bonello is coming to search for the future farm in Oceanville. I was on my way to do my shopping. I said to the driver, stop this taxi, I'm getting out, and I walked like three k's back to the civic center. Mm-hmm. They interviewed 21, they interviewed 30 people, mm-hmm. took on 21, I was one of the 21, and mm-hmm. after the two months, I was one of the 10, and this has brought out my healing because I was crying every day. Mm-hmm. I had... Um, scabs under my eyes, but oh. when I came to the garden, I was a caterpillar. Mm. I went through metamorphosis. Mm. I'm a butterfly today. Oh. <laughs> my dad was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. I thought I was going to go down that deep hole again, mm-hmm. but I'm not that depressed. The garden has brought my, uh, my healing, mm-hmm. and um, the five female farmers that are here today, mm-hmm. the other four, they all, all have stories to tell, mm. 
And when we started off, no, we didn't talk to one another. We were like islands on our own. Mm. Um, and today we are like sisters. This mm. is what the garden did to us. My word. And the impact that it's had on the community. Tell me about that. You were saying that, you know, people people also looked to you for solutions. They were starting to look to, to you for answers on, on how to grow food because people were going hungry. Yeah, they discovered that they're hungry and they need to eat and this garden has turned for the best because now they're not eating flat chips any longer. They're eating nutritious food. Mm. They are eating organic food mm. and organic means to feed the soil. So they are learning how to look after the earth and how to care for the earth and how to reduce the carbon footprint. Oh, my witness. I mean, what, what, you know, just what you've just said um, speaks to me about so much change that can happen uh, with just one little seed. So it's not just the garden. It's the fact that you've got now also waitresses there that you're training. And it's the health of the community as well. So it, it's multiple in fold. Yes, it's really. And, and our teachers are still here. I can proudly say that they are the seeds that we are the seeds that they sowed many years ago, like myself, 25 years ago. I was a little seed today. I'm a big tree, and they are picking the fruits from the tree today. Mm. Sophia, how, how, you know, what, what do you want to see happen? How, how much more do you want to grow? Um, what would you like um, from those who are listening who want to support you? Okay, so we do have a big tree. Um, we want to ex- expand the market garden with another 400,000 square meters mm-hmm. and to include fruit and olive trees. Mm-hmm. The revenue generated will support five full-time new jobs within three months. Wow. And then the nursery will provide us with seeds and seedlings for planting and sales and enable us to support grower groups in the peninsula to scale their production. Is there land for that growth, Sophia? Yes, there is land for that road, but security is an issue. We need a fence to secure the place. But but would um, you have to purchase the land? Would you have to lease it? What kind of arrangement would it be? We are are in leasing from the school. We have a five-year lease agreement with the school and another 2.2 hectares up on the soccer field. Okay. All right, so and and those discussions are still happening, and and as you said, security is the only issue that you have at the moment. It's not, yeah, security and safety is the issue, and Mm. then we have Uncle Porcupine, Mm -hmm. but this is nature, and we are the intruders, we are in his Mm -hmm. house, so we need to bear with him. Mm. And then we want to provide practical training, we want to provide beginner and intermediate training to Mm. growers on production Mm. and theory of farming to support increased food production in the peninsula. Then then because of this ocean and we can identify with the needs, Mm -hmm. we would like to have in the Hunderhoek Pay What You Can Cafe. I think it's amazing. We would like to open the cafe on dedicated days on which people pay what they can afford or volunteer. They would get the full restaurant experience, which many never had. Yeah. I've, I've seen that concept actually in other parts of the world and I just think it's the most absolutely amazing thing. I, it's such a gift to be able to give a community that. So, you know, when are you opening so we can come visit? <laughs> we are open. We are open from Wednesdays to Saturdays from 10.30 till 2.30. And we do have venues and we do rent out the space for conferences, meetings, 
baptism. We had our just a second uh, girl who turned two years old. We had our first birthday party in the garden, mm. and it's a place of safety. Mm. And for the children's growing program, we want to encourage young growers by offering a paid, like a 10 rand, a holiday camp from 8, 9 to 12 in the morning in which children can actively participate in planting and harvesting mm. and a dedicated area on the farm. But then if we do have the children, then we need to start a feeding scheme mm. because a hungry child is not a happy child. Mm. So much, so much on your plate, so much that you want to do. I wish you all the best, really. And, and you know, we'll keep in touch and we'll see, you know, how far we can also get you in touch with other people who may be of assistance. Thank you so much, Sophia. Thank you so much, Pumelo. Thank you. Sophia Grodis is the founder of Ocean View Organic Farmers. They also run um, a cafe, Course Gangsters. That's what they call themselves. They are now, as she says, a cooperative. And then there is... Um, uh, a cafe that uh, they've opened, uh, a coffee shop they've opened. I mean, I'm listening to the plans that she has, and I, I, my goodness, I just think, what a brave woman. So go to the website. Um, you can go to Facebook. Kos Gangster is the name of the cooperative, and you can find all, all the details there.